0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.
1: Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out
0: of, of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around
1: once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. You are listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, I am your host, John Reed, and I'm here with the, the illustrious, the... What, I mean, what words? What what words can I? The indescribable. The indescribable. The the svelte. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Canagallo. That's great. Yeah. Pat's voice is somewhat back too. I, you're kind of back. Yeah. Limited return. Yeah, that's all right. You got kind of like a. It's almost like a, a, a Logan voice now. It's just gravelly and just. See kind of
0: now like, you're just now you're just trying to you know.
1: I'm trying to butter you up. The butter. Yeah. yeah.
0: Butter me
1: up. Sure. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I've been. Do you like butter? <laughs>
0: well, I don't like the food and the thing makes, mm-hmm. you know, but okay. whatever.
1: All right. Would you ever eat just a stick of butter? No. Okay. No. I don't no, know. I've heard people do that. and
0: Not on, like, I've heard why. kids, I've never heard of yeah. adults like doing that on purpose. Yeah. Um, but I've heard of, like, kids eating butter and parents catching them going, no, what? No. Yeah, it's just it's
1: disgusting.
0: Yeah, it's not my I'm, deal. I'm
1: really glad none of my kids ever did that.
0: That's not my bag, baby. Mm
1: all right, well, this is, uh, I mentioned this right before we started recording, this is a very special episode. It is. We're not going to do anything special for it, but it's the 175th episode. Uh, I dare say, jawohl, heroist Or if we're, ah. Uh, that was from. To the Deutsch. To, yeah, it was yeah. from the Great
0: Escape, I don't even know what that it means, but Steve McQueen looked really cool
1: saying yeah. it. Um, the yeah. uh, I, I looked this up because I knew that when we did our 150th, I, yeah. I, I knew the word for that one, it was sesquicentennial. I had to look this one up. What is it? It's the Dodrans Bicentennial. The do trans Dodrans Bicentennial? Dodrans Bicentennial. Apparently do what Drans the bi- Dodrans part means is um, less the quarter of a whole. So it's like a bicentennial, but less a quarter of
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. a centennial. So it's like, it's like saying 200 minus 25. Yeah. You know, I'm and just going to say that... Dodrans Bicentennial.
0: I just find that... Uh, a which very think, artistic think is, yet in a, inaccurate or ineffective way of numbers where it's like, it's this mm-hmm. much minus this much. Right. And, but I guess it's Four score
1: I'm and right. seven years ago. Yeah, I, yeah. You
0: know, I'm a little yeah. bit more of the...
1: Dodran's Bicentennial, which I think was one of the names of the angels in this movie. Dodran's Bicentennial. I think it could easily be that way. Something close I to think, that. I think, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So this is episode number one seventy-five. Uh, it's going to be a short one because our, we were going to do two movies, and then the other movie backfired by you know, the copy we had was missing the last hour. It was so yeah. Right. Okay. So
0: which when we do it was that just the movie.
1: unbearable lightness of, and that's it.
0: And that's it. You're uh, going to have to share the mm-hmm. story of John Ezra seeing you. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> that was a
1: wonderful story. And <laughs> that is I'll tell it now. I'll tell do it you want now. to tell so me? The, I don't want the, to it? I want to when the people are when the people are. It's a little preview for that one. Yes! So, I'm testing it out. So, I have, you know, I I have have an electronic copy of the movie, um, and uh, I'm testing it out to make sure that that my copies still work, and uh, so I I, I go in, and I I test it out by, like, taking the file, and I jump to a random spot in the movie, and I hit play for a second, just to make sure that it's it's still working just fine, and so I, I do that with Wings of Desire, and Everything's totally fine, and then I go to do that with the unbearable lightness of being, which was the other movie we we're going to watch this time. And my son, ten years old, he walks up and he's you know standing right next to me while I'm doing this on my laptop. And uh, I had not watched the movie yet, so I you know I, I didn't necessarily know what part I was picking. So I go to a random spot in the movie and I hit play, and all of a sudden uh, there is a woman with I believe that she has a towel on her head and nothing else, and it's you can see her from like the the midriff up. And uh, thankfully, the controls, like the play, the fast-forward, the other stuff right. for the media right. player that I was on, right. um, they were covering up the uh, the, chestal, the, the yes. chestal area. Yes. And, uh, but my son like, spotted it, and he's like, whoa, <coughs> is, is that the movie you guys are watching for your podcast? And I said, yeah, apparently so. And he starts giggling. He's like, oh, man, aren't those guys going to be freaked out when they realize they have to watch that? And, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there going, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. freaked out's the right word, buddy. Oh, uh, why man. don't you go on upstairs? I'll come up and read to you here in just a minute before I tuck you in. That he's awesome. like, and he's just giggling the whole time. He's like, <laughs> won't they think it's funny when they realize they have to watch that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's.
0: I I am just it's gonna doing, be a gas. <laughs> I am just gonna say that, and and in, in, in your son is how many? Years? Ten. Ten. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you told that at the beginning, mm-hmm. story. Yeah. That is a part of parenthood that I'm already seeing why parents love grandkids is mm-hmm. because that innocence and that age where they, the, mm-hmm. the reaction of things, it's just golden. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is awesome. And I yeah. could, it, you know, it's just like, those reactions, <laughs> that's just outstanding. <laughs> uh-huh. I just, what yeah. a wonderful story. Well,
1: it was like, it was like when my daughter was little, she at one point, or maybe, no, maybe it was my son. Yeah, no, it was my son when he was little and he was like, it was the first time he was riding the bus. To go to school, kindergarten, and uh, and I remember him coming home. He's like, "Yeah, Dad, somebody, somebody on the bus said the S word," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, they did. What what S word?" He's like, "Yeah, somebody, somebody called somebody else stupid," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, you know that's that's really not nice, is it? No, it's it's not nice that, you know, I, but they said that, and I and I knew it wasn't right. So I, I just wanted to let you know that somebody said that on the bus." So so then fast forward a few years and now my daughter is in kindergarten and she she goes yeah somebody said the f-word at school and I'm thinking like oh, what fat or you know something like that and I said I said oh yeah what f-word and she says the actual f-word oh, and I go geez. oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh um yeah yeah that's that's a really that's a really bad word that's you know but but you know you understand that you know yeah. even if you hear that It's not something in our family. We don't say that. We don't talk that way. And we we know that there's better words we can use. And yeah, yeah. I just, I just figured I should let you know. And I'm like, wow, that's a huge difference between the S word meaning stupid a few years ago. Yeah. No, I I know the mother of all. (laughs) Yeah. Here it is.
0: Uh Here it is. Mm, Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Uh, Parenthood.
0: My, my, my sister used to, when she was probably in between, right around our kids' age-ish right now, because I was the older brother and remember this. It used to be the Effenheimer, is what she would say. Okay. I forget where that came from, but someone would say that, you know, it was like, you know, the short word for, it was the F word, or mm-hmm. the F bomb, or mm-hmm. the Effenheimer. Yeah. And I forget, but she had it messed up, and she was maybe only like four, seven, or eight years, and she's like, yeah, can you believe that someone at school said that, she said the Effenheimer, but said the actual word, Enheimer, oh, and t- then we all started <laughs> laughing at you her know, we could all laugh. she's like, what? I didn't say it. Well... No, and we had to explain to Well, mm-hmm. no, you did because he, he you, did. you say the first let. Oh, that mm-hmm. stuff just gets so funny.
1: <laughs> all right, uh, yeah. all right. Yeah, great story
0: though. That's an and awesome that's,
1: story. And, and Effenheimer sounds German, which gets into our movie right? this time around, right. Wings of Desire. So. Um, all right, so yes, yeah, so our movie, so this is episode number 175, there we go. and uh, our movie this time is Wings of Desire, so we are going to spoil the movie, and I think we're going to talk about maybe one or two other related movies to this, and might spoil them as well. So if you have not seen Wings of Desire, and I'll even say this, if you have not seen the movie City of Angels, with Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan, I might spoil a bit of that one too, because okay. that's a remake of Wings of Desire. Oh. American, like... Romantic fantasy—it's more of like a love story movie than this one was, Um, and a little bit more of a. uh, Can we in 2018 can we still call it a chick flick? Is that still allowed? I'm going to call it that. I mean, I'm not—I don't mean that to be degrading to anybody in any way, but it's—it's a a chick flick. It's category. It's category. Um, So I I will spoil that one because I'm going to talk because I've seen that movie and I like that movie and I'll talk about how they're different. But uh, so if you haven't seen Wings of Desire or City of Angels. Just be aware that we'll probably spoil those. And uh, go leave us a review on iTunes if you're listening. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review and let us know what you like or let us know what you're not liking. And um, we are we're adaptable.
0: We are adaptable. We're we're,
1: we're adaptable guys. So nothing if not um, adaptable. Yeah, so very, very quickly, I, I know we were going to try to keep this to kind of a short episode today, um, but I have a few, I got three very, very fast uh, new movie news things, and we don't even necessarily need to talk a lot about them, but we'll just throw them out there. Lightning round. Uh, yeah, lightning round. Boom, go. Uh, episode nine script is done, so... Yay. Go ahead. Um, the only thing that I've heard about it so far is that J.J. Abrams has said that this movie, that episode 9, since it's the end, I think they're saying it's officially the end of the Skywalker story, mm-hmm. um, that this movie will have callbacks to and tie up everything from episode 1 on through to episode 9. So there will be callbacks to the prequels and it will take, like supposedly this story is going to tie together the prequels. The original trilogy, and the sequel trilogy. So, oh. I'm kind of excited to see, you know, how mm-hmm. they how they choose to do that, and, and that they finally reveal to everybody who Snoke is.
0: That would be outstanding. I don't know if he's dead. I don't know either.
1: Yeah, I had a group of kids the other day. They were, um, was it? Who was it? I was working with. It was. Uh, oh, it was my game club kids here at school and they were arguing about that. They're like, Snoke is this and Snoke is that. And none of them actually talk that way. but um, and, and I said, I, I pulled it up on my phone and I said, guys, I know who Snoke is. You know, the clothes, like the, the gold color and the fact that, that he got the lightsaber in his side. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, there's like a mark right through the middle of his body and, and that, that mark on his head, like that kind of like wound looking thing on his head and the fact that he doesn't have any other hair or anything else. And I turned my phone around and I showed them a picture of Charlie Brown. Yeah. And I was like, Snoke is Charlie Brown. <laughs> he just, he got so fed up not being able to kick that darn football. Yeah. And he just, he turned evil. And, and they're like, oh my God, he does okay. look like Snoke. And he does. Actually, if you look at a picture of that like little curly, yeah. what's yeah. supposed to be like a little one curly hair that on his like head. Kind of yeah. looks like the head wound. Oh man, the, yeah. that's funny. So Snoke is Charlie Brown. Okay. I'm just calling that now uh, for episode nine. And uh, so that's kind of exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. December
0: 2019.
1: Yeah. Uh, Joss Whedon has left the Batgirl movie. Okay. So Joss Whedon, guy who did Avengers and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Firefly and, you know, a lot of other nerd things that we enjoy, uh, also did some of the rewrites for Justice League. Mm -hmm. Uh, He originally was supposed to write and direct the the Batgirl movie, which had a lot of people excited. He is now no longer doing that. So don't know what that means for the Batgirl movie. I... I, I don't care. I mean, superhero movies, I'm going to go see them anyway. Yeah. Uh, apparently, unless it's Black Panther because I still haven't seen that one yet. But, you know. All right. All right. Uh, so my last thing actually ties into Black Panther unless you have, do you want to say something about earlier No, we're keeping it lightning round. I'm just... Um, the Black Panther movie, you know the name of the country that uh, Black Panther is from? I do. What is it? It's Wakanda. Wakanda. It's spelled with a K. Wakanda with a K. W A K A N D A. Well, apparently, got this from cinemablend.com. Wakanda, Illinois is getting a lot of phone calls about Black Panther. Yeah? Yeah. So apparently people are prank calling the town of Wakanda, Illinois. And we, you know, we live in Illinois and Wakanda is just a few miles away. And kind of, kind of close to where you live. I so live you're, there you're like, for would we tap, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, it's and within
0: it's, running distance of my town.
1: Right. Well, which doesn't say much for you. <laughs> all right. You'll all run right, everywhere. Right. But, um, <clears throat> so apparently some people have been uh, calling up. And uh, calling like the the village hall or the city offices and yelling like uh, Wakanda forever, and which I guess is a battle cry in the movie. And uh, you know, I guess they're asking about where they keep their stockpiles of vibranium and other stuff. And and so, uh, yeah.
0: Prank calls in the in the modern era—that's just exciting.
1: Yeah, I mean, the fact that people are still doing prank calls. Yeah, yeah. We used to do that when I wouldn't get on the bus, and I would like stick around at school, and then make my parents come pick me up. Yeah. A friend and I. There was a payphone right outside the front of our uh, high school. Yeah. And he and I would just like wait out there until our parents would come, and we would prank call different companies. Oh, my gosh. And I remember one. Time, I don't remember most of them, but I remember one time we prank called Kodak. Yeah. And he he did he would do like a really good old man voice. And so he was on the phone. He's like, i met my, i met my daughter's wedding. The film is not working. It's, a, I'm taking pictures. It's ruining the day. It's ruining my whole day." And he's like, he's going through this whole thing. "Oh, I'm really sorry, sir." <laughs> and we were just, I, I don't know why, but we just, we're, we're dumb teenagers. And
0: you don't have to ask why. It was prank calls. No, it was, it was yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That we grew up with mm-hmm. the Turkey Boys. I mm-hmm. mean, you
1: know, and Pee Wee's Playhouse. He was always oh, doing. Oh my gosh, it's your refrigerator sad. running. Better go and get it. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. So, Wakanda, Illinois. So, sorry, Wakanda, Illinois. They, they do say in the article, I thought this was a little funny, uh, while Black Panther's Wakanda is a hidden country with vast technological advancements, Wakanda, Illinois is not quite as exciting. Rather than sitting on the world's supply of vibranium, Wakanda has a population of 13,758 people. They're thinking of having the town's offices get new phone numbers in an attempt to spare themselves for more awkward conversations. I think you just got to go with it. it. I got. I think you got to go with it. I'll make
0: my complete comments off the air. Oh yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Alright, uh, okay, that's it for new movie news stuff, so we can just jump on into Wings of Desire. Our movie this time is Wings of Desire. It came out on the 6th of May, 1988, rated PG 13, has a runtime of 2 hours and 8 minutes. The director is Wim Venders, who also did Paris, Texas, Until the End of the World. Uh, those are two different movies, not Paris, Texas, Until the End of the World, but Paris, Texas and until the End of the World. Uh, produced by Vim Venders, who also did The End of Violence, and Anatoly Dauman, who died in 1998, who did Paris, Texas, and last year at the Marienbad. Uh, writer was Vim Venders, who did The State of Things and The End of Violence, and Peter Handke, who did Wrong Move. Cinematography was done by Henri Alacan, who died in 2001, who also did Roman Holiday. Music by Jürgen Nieper, I believe is how you say it, uh, who also did December Bride and Wrong Move the budget for this one um I the only thing I could find was that it was 5 million Deutschmarks and the box office was 3.2 million dollars Bruno Gans played Damiel he was in Luther and Unknown Solvig Martin, who died in 2007 played Marion uh he was in Until the End of the World and Far Away So Close which is actually the sequel to Wings of Desire uh, Otto Sander who died in 2013 played Cassiel was in Das Boot and Far Away So Close Kurt um, I think it's Bois. I think it's Bois. Um, Was Homer and was in Casablanca as a pickpocket, a young pickpocket, uh, and was in Fortunes of Captain Blood. Uh, Peter Falk was also in this one. He died in 2011, and he was playing, oddly enough, Peter Falk Um, in the German credits. I believe he is credited only as das Filmstar, um, but he was supposed to be playing himself as an actor. He was in The Princess Bride and Columbo. Ebert gave this movie 4 stars. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives this one a 98% from the critics and a 94% from audiences. In terms of awards, this one won several. Uh, It was nominated for a BAFTA award in 1989. Uh, It won Bavarian Film Awards, Blue Ribbon Awards. Uh, It won Best Director at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, European Film Awards, so all kinds of stuff, Uh, mostly European awards, but there are a few in there that uh, are um, worldwide movie awards, so did win a few awards here and there. All right, so when I originally introduced the idea of throwing in um, The Unbearable Lightness of Being and Wings of Desire, I would say that the response I got from the other guys that do our podcast was... Less than excited. Okay. I don't know if it was that it was a foreign film thing, or it was just a. I've never heard of these, therefore, I'm not as interested as if it was something like, Bull Durham or right, you know right. one of the other movies that we, you know, *Willow* or something like that. Um, but I want to I, I want to bring a little variety, variety to the podcast because it's, it's just if we just do life. if we just do like you know nerdy sci-fi stuff then. That's, that's not an indication of all the movies that came out in, in we, 1988. We so fair and balanced. Fair and yeah, mm. Not in that sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so Wings of Desire. Now, I, I think for both of us, it's probably the first time we've ever seen it. Yes, it is. Okay. And um, let's just, what would you think of it? Like overall reactions? Well. Are you a, let me start off with this. Are you a fan of foreign films with subtitles, because I know that can turn some people off right away. Yeah, I'm a fan. Okay. I mean, do I actively
0: pursue them? No, but if someone says, hey, there's a really good movie, then check it out, then yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, Definitely. The, uh, you know, obviously, what was the most, the one that hit the, um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Wasn't that one of the big foreign films that hit theaters with the subtitles and everyone freaked out, even though that's Mm -hmm. not the only one... yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean that. Yes, bottom line, yes. I'm just throwing a bunch of words in. In, yeah. in yes, um, what was the other big Oh, Das Boot was another yeah. big one that was fun to watch with. Uh, that had the subtitles. I mean, Senna, the movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. They use subtitles and, mm-hmm. and and all that for the the parts that weren't in English. So yeah, I mean, I watch, watch. Star
1: Wars, job of that has subtitles. Exactly.
0: So yeah, I I watch foreign films with subtitles, mm-hmm. and yeah,
1: that's awesome. What about you? We don't. I mean, it doesn't bother me at all because we almost put subtitles on for everything. That's yeah. Yeah, we kind yeah. of at, at early on we kind of said, you know what, if we're gonna watch movies and TV with the kids when they're little, yeah. we're gonna put on the subtitles because yeah. we want them to kind of connect the, what they're seeing and hearing with the actual English or whatever words on the screen so that it's not just a viewing thing it's also a reading thing so okay. we've just kind of like when we do that all the time like wow. unless it's unless it's like the news where sometimes the closed captioning you know doesn't always match up with what they're saying and or like sports we don't do it with sports because it's just it just doesn't match up very well sometimes right. but if we're going to watch a movie we will almost always Put on the captioning. Huh. Um, and partly we, we do that partly because of that reason. Like, we're like, you know, if you're going to watch TV, you're going to read something too. Mm-hmm. So we've always done that. The kids have gotten used to it. Sometimes they even think it's weird if they go to a friend's house and like they don't put on the captioning yeah. for a movie. Um, part of it too, you know, we just, then that way we don't have to turn a TV up as loud. Right. Like, you don't have to turn it up quite as loud if you're, you know, if you're watching a movie and if you can see the words on the screen, then Interesting. I, don't, I don't need the volume to be blaring or. You know, if we've got older relatives that come over and watch a movie with us, then you know we can put the captioning on so they can see it and, and whatnot. I, the, but, yeah, uh, I might jump we'll just,
0: in your bag, give that a shot, especially with the kids watching. I like that.
1: That's cool. and we and we just have gotten used to it, so it's not even like a. And in fact, I even tried a movie the other day. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the captioning off. I don't want captioning on for this one, and uh, and I did, and then and so and it's something I've seen several times. But somebody said something. I'm like, wait a minute, what did they say? I, I didn't catch what they said. Yeah. No, I'm putting the captioning back on. So, no, so foreign film stuff doesn't bother me at all. Um, And I actually did have a a stretch of time in college where, on the weekends, if I wasn't coming home, because I went to college about... You know, three hours away from home. If I wasn't coming home on the weekend, I would go to a little video store we had in uh, Champagne called That's Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And That's I don't think it's there anymore, but they had a massive section of their store that was, it was still all VHS pretty much at that point, but massive section of their store that was uh, foreign films mm-hmm. divided up by country. Mm -hmm. so I had these stretches of times where I would just go in there, and and sometimes it would be like on the weekends, you could pay a dollar and rent four movies, Mm -hmm. and I'd go in there, and I'd be like, okay, you know what, this weekend, this weekend's going to be a Russia weekend, I'm going to go rent four Russian movies, and I'm going to watch them, Mm -hmm. or this weekend's a Japan weekend, I'm going to do that, this weekend's a French weekend, I'm going to get four French movies, and, Mm -hmm. and do that, and so I would have like stretches of time where, you know, I would go, and I'd pick a particular country and I'd find you know three or four movies from that country and just watch them cool over the course of that weekend so um, I don't know that I I don't know that I seek them out as much now but then it's the angels it is the angels the angels are di- every time a bell rings an angel gets his wings there it is or in this case gives up his wings to right the, into, yeah I only made that comment, so I wouldn't have to edit that out later.
0: But I think it was well played, <laughs> well improvised. The
1: problems of recording in a school.
0: It,
1: Constant bells. Yes. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a I'm a fan of the foreign film. Uh, I don't films. find that. Yes. That's mm-hmm. the other
0: thing I see in a bunch of... Okay, yeah. sorry
1: to... to no, end. no, no, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like some of the anime stuff. and I, Because a lot of times with those two, I, I don't mind the dubbed version. But sometimes I'm just like, you know what, I, I just want to listen to it. As it was originally created, in the original language, and yeah, I don't know because some of those some of those dubbed performances are never quite the same no. as the original. So sometimes I'm I'm more of a I want to hear it in the original. Give me subtitles and then I'm good to yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so um, so this one we'll get, get specific about this movie. What do you think? Watching this one for the first time,
0: so the subtitles didn't work on the version that I had,
1: and mine as well. They they crapped out at about twenty minutes left to go in the movie. Okay, so like I didn't have any subtitles. Okay, um, and
0: uh, do you wh- do you speak any German now? Uh, no, <laughs> nine. definitely not. Nine. nine, Um But I'll tell you this, you know, I I read a little bit of a blurb about you know it's an angel that wants to mm-hmm. you know uh, come come to Earth and give up his angelic powers and all that. Yeah. And you could kind of figure it out yeah. as you
1: were watching. It's like, oh okay. And uh, You had you had the full artistic experience of only getting oh, the visual the yeah, visuals and the yeah. um, and visuals the, and everything Peter Fox said. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> and so it was kind of like, oh that's cool. You know, I, I like the way they used you know the, the camera work and the uh, and that to to you know kind of pan around to the different um, people and each one seemed to have their own guardian angel. And I don't know if, if I read that right, like, did, was there, like, each person had their own guardian angel, or was there just a group of angels that would just be randomly wandering around yeah. checking out on people?
1: There's just a group of angels, because I do think at one point, in the part that had subtitles that I got to watch, Okay. Um, I do think there's one point where one of the angels makes a comment and says something to the effect that, There's not enough of us. Mm -hmm. They're talking about something, about being able to observe, because their whole reason for being there is simply to observe. Okay. To observe and to kind of either just kind of watch people go through their lives and and maybe like a, a gentle nudge... Yeah. Here and there, because th- you see sometimes in the movie where, like on the subway, a guy is contemplating suicide. Right. And the angel sits down next to him, and he's kind of like, I, he's, he's thinking through. He's like, man, I'm going to I'm gonna go home, and I'm going to do this. and I'm gonna, Right. And the angel sits down, I think, like puts his hand on him. Yeah. And then he kind of, he like sits up straight, and he's like, no, you know what? I don't, I, things are going to be okay. You know, things are going to be all right. Yeah. But then there's that other scene where the angel comes and sits down with a guy who's sitting on the roof. Yeah. And like is puts his head down on him. And he's just listening, and the guy decides to jump anyway. Yeah, and then of course the angel screams no when that happens. And so I mean, I think their whole thing um, at the beginning of the movie when the when the two angels and I I constantly forget what their names are. Uh, one is supposed to be Cassiel. Uh, let me see if I can go find it again. Head in my head my notes here. Uh, one is Damiel, and Marion and Cassiel, yeah. and the they talk at one point when they're sitting in their car at the car dealership beginning of the movie, they're like comparing notes. They've got their notebooks with them. And one is like, you know, I, I saw, I watched a child do this today and I, you know, observe this and I saw some, uh, I saw the flowers bloom. Yeah. And I, so they're kind yeah. of going through and, and it's not necessarily today. Sometimes they're reading something that happened 50 years ago or they're reading. So for them, oh, okay. like time, right. Time runs differently. Um, and so I think it's just meant to be, they're here to observe. Okay. And that, in particular, the reason... Well, I mean, obviously, it was made by a German director, and, and he wanted to he wanted to do a movie about his hometown. Okay. So he decided to set it in Berlin, and he, he kind of wanted this to be examining the issue of Berlin being split in half. Okay. You know, because this is still like a year or two before the Berlin Wall comes down. Right, okay. And you've got scenes, you know... With the wall. Depict the wall, and... Um, So I mean I think part of it is these angels trying to observe humanity and how humanity deals with what's going on in the world and uh, the the things that I've read about the movie the comments they say are that um, it's about humanity and time (coughs) bless you excuse me and um, intimacy like people. Talking to each other, people interacting with each other, and then to put that in the context of Berlin, where, you know, how well can you get to know people when there's a wall straight through the center of your city? Um, and, and, And really the split between you've got East Berlin and West Berlin, and they are two very different cities at this point yeah. when it's been split that way. And
0: that seemed to be, and that's what, okay, so now I'm kind of like, oh, well that's what they were talking about. Yeah. You could yeah. tell that they were studying something yeah. and there was much discussion going on about, well, what do you think of this? And what? Mm-hmm. And I could tell they were kind of helping people or just watching people or mm-hmm. figuring it out. And it, and it was just kind of like, oh, well we're just going to follow this person for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to cycle back and follow this person. Yeah, And some of the people were long-term, they would check back in with them and then yeah. some, you know, like the girl on the trapeze. Mm-hmm. And then some of the people were, well, we just watch them for a little bit, and then we shoot on to something yeah. else. Yeah. Now, were they jumping around in time? No. Or was, did they go to a movie set, and there were, like, Nazis? In, yeah. It was that's, a movie that's set. That's what Peter
1: Falk was there for, was that he, he was there to film a movie. Right. So he, he was actually playing himself. Right. I so, figured that out. Yeah, yeah, so Peter Falk was playing Peter Falk. And the, the idea that you get then later on in the movie is that he also was an angel.
0: Right, because yeah. then he's talking to the one...
1: Yeah, he's like, I can't see you, but I know you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Did um, the other angels know? Because they were kind of like shocked. I don't think that they knew. Okay. You kind of get the idea that these angels can jump around in time, and they, or they can jump around to different places, and they can observe, and they can you know take their notes and everything. But you, you also get the idea that they're not supposed to be omniscient. Okay. that they're not, you know, they don't know everything and they don't, you know, so they run into somebody who used to be an angel but they don't realize it Right. until the guy says, you know, in, in no certain terms, I, I was an angel, like I was one of you okay. and I gave it up. And,
0: well, yeah, cause he had, because when the one guy comes to Earth and then things
1: are in color, mm-hmm. he's having a conversation with Peter Falk, like they're mm-hmm. old, they're old mm-hmm. buddies. Right. Okay. And that was kind of the, that was their, that was the black and white versus color thing, was the black and white was supposed to be, this is how the angels see the world. Yeah. And then the color was, here's how the humans see the world. Yeah. Cool. Which is kind of interesting, because you would think that somebody, like a creature like an angel, would have a different perspective, and you'd think that that would be, you know... I think a lot of times we associate color with. I, I'm, I'm getting the full picture when I see things in color, versus when I see it in black and white. I'm, I'm not. There's certain things that I'm missing. But I was listening to a commentary from the director, and, and part of the commentary that was on the the copy of the movie that we had, and he actually said, "You know what? The when we when we started filming scenes in color, it just didn't have as much of an impact on me. You know, for me, the black and white." was that was where it was beautiful and that's where it was, you know, that's where things looked best when we were filming and then we had to go to color and, you know, so so for him, actually, the, the human world, the color world was less interesting than the black and white angel world. Right. But that was supposed to be the idea was that this one angel, you know, he's been observing and he's been, you know, going around and, and seeing humanity and everything else and and that he, through listening to the thoughts of the trapeze artist... Like he makes a connection to, he wants to experience more about this thing that is human beauty and, and human existence and, you know, that they can, they can observe all these things, but they don't feel any of it. Mm-hmm. Like they can smile, they can laugh, they whatever, but it's not the same as when we smile or when we laugh or whatever it might be. Um which is, uh, I'll tie this into the movie that came out in, I think it was 98, uh, The City of Angels. Okay. It was a Nicolas Cage, Meg Ryan movie. And it was meant to be more of like a romantic movie. Right. Like, you know, movie you'd, you'd take your wife or girlfriend on a date to. And the idea with that one was Meg Ryan was a doctor. She was a surgeon. And takes place in Los Angeles, the City of Angels. And it's um, yes, Nicolas Cage is the angel. And it's the same thing. They do observing, you know, they go around and, and if if somebody's... Uh, been in an accident the same kind of scenes like the guy was in the motorcycle accident Mm -hmm. the same kind of thing might be a motorcycle accident and then it's time for that person's soul to go along so then the angels kind of help usher their soul out from their body so he actually spends some time in the hospital because she's a surgeon and he sees her like trying to save people and so he kind of at first he just admires that but as he spends more time around her and as he's taking when people die in the hospital he's taking their souls and, and, and helping them along their way, um, you know, he starts to kind of fall in love with her a little okay. bit. And so for him, in that movie, it's a little bit more of a, I'm falling in love with this human, therefore, that's why I want to be human. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think in the German movie, it was more of a, I've, another another angel has either given up or gotten their wings. Well, let's be positive to yeah. you, John. boy, Clarence. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, a Very dear friend of mine, um, you know. So in the German one, it's more of a I've fallen in love with humanity, right? And and the beauty that's in the world, right. and I want to experience that. Whereas the Nicolas Cage one was, uh, I I want to get with this lady. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Um, well, Hollywood, you gotta you know, fill them. Yeah. yeah. Now, the thing that I always thought was kind of cool in the City of Angels one, because I saw that one first. Mm-hmm. Like this one, Wings of Desire, I just saw this like a few days ago. Right. First time I'd ever seen it. Um, in fact, Stupid Me, when I picked this movie for our list, and then I started to read about it a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, hey, you know what? That, that's remarkably similar to City of Angels. And then Stupid Me, as I'm reading more and more, I, I find out, oh, same screenplay. All right. <coughs> Great. Nice job, John. Way to yeah. go. Good. I'm way, glad way, it to, made, way to be knowledgeable I'm there. I'm glad we made those <clears throat> connections. Yeah. So, uh, and in the City of Angels 1, too, they have a scene, and that's one of the parts that I thought was always kind of interesting, and, and probably why my wife liked that movie, too, because she's a librarian, is the scenes that take place in the library. Okay. Um, and that's where it seems to be that the angels like to hang out. Yeah. Because since they can't experience, they can only experience what they observe. Right. So they go to the library, like they can't, I don't think they can read books themselves, mm-hmm. or they just don't have the experience of reading the breadth of human knowledge themselves. So they go to the library and they listen to people reading mm-hmm. books. And kind of by hearing those books being read through the different voices of the people that are there, like that's that's almost like their favorite place to congregate is the library. <laughs> um, and so you have several scenes in the City of Angels where they... Go to the li- go to a library as well, and that's kind of where they're hanging out. And, yeah. Um, but one of the things I, I thought was kind of interesting for this, and you would have missed it if you if without having the subtitles, was they're listening to somebody read a section of the Bible in the library. Okay. And there's a line that they pull from a verse in Genesis about the world being in chaos, mm-hmm. like before before the world was created and formed, and right. everything else that the world was in chaos. And I kind of felt like that. Okay, well, that's kind of like. I think that's them t- t- talking about like here's Berlin. Berlin is a city in chaos, and okay. yet the director loves this city because it's his hometown, and, and mm-hmm. despite all the crap that's going on with it, uh, he wants to show how beautiful it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, I I, I like this movie. Um, I you know I I've never been to Berlin, but I have been like in the early to mid '90s. Um, we went to Munich, a couple other places when we lived over in in England for a while, we'd go and we'd go to like Munich and we'd go to Paris and and we'd go to some cities every now and then we'd do like a little weekend trip or something. And, and, um, you know, Germany's just a fun place. It's just, it's a fun place to go, but I've never been to Berlin. I'd love to go to Berlin and see it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's always kind of been interesting to me, the whole idea of a city being just split in two by the wall and everything that happened at the end of the uh, Second World War. and It just seems so foreign now. Mm-hmm. Or different,
0: not foreign, but I mean, it just seems so different and uh, long ago. And, you know, like our kids, that wouldn't have even been a thing. But, I mean, right. I remember growing up looking at maps of two different Germanys and two different Berlin, right. two different halves of Berlin. And, and
1: I remember watching the videos when the wall came
0: down. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, no, I, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that. I, you know, as you were saying that, I was kind of lost in thought. And, you know, obviously our country is pretty polarized right now. But is that is that the same? I don't know if that's the same or if it's not the same. But, you know, you you had two different, I'd say, people. But even the people coexisted not with the same outlook because one was a very restrictive, yeah, you know, Soviet communist. Authoritarian regime, and then one of them was more Western and free, and all right. that. It wasn't right. like the people necessarily had, well, the people did have ideological differences, but it was mm-hmm. imposed by the governments as opposed right. to. The, so I don't know. That's not something yeah. I could ever imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see? There was the movie that came out, uh, and it was it was supposed to be the time of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Was that Atomic Blonde? It came yeah. out last year. Did you ever watch that?
0: I, it came out last year. Yeah, you were yeah. pretty high on it. I right? liked it. Yeah. yeah, that was good. That uh, was
1: good. Um, I mean. Charlie Theron, So I, there it is. I'm gonna go see pretty much anything. It's Mad Max: Fury Road. Right. Atomic Blonde. I, I don't really care. I'm gonna go see it. Yeah. Um, but that was a good one too. And that was kind of like she would, as a spy. There they are again. The Angels. Good job, Angels. The Angels smile good upon job, us. Good job, Angels. They like our podcast. Special guest. We've we've had angels. three of them, and I think there were three Angels featured in this movie. So see what the yeah.
0: See what the reviews are, man. I, Maybe we'll get some angelic reviews. We're gonna get soon. some uh,
1: get some six star reviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so no, in, in that movie, she kind of has to go back and forth between the two different sides of Berlin, okay, uh, a, as part of her spying that she's doing. Um, but yeah, I, you know for for this movie in particular, it just it was very slow. Yes. And, and I think done so on purpose. Yeah. Because from what I could tell, if things were very slow mm-hmm. when they were focusing on the angels. Mm-hmm. But then when it got to the point where he was human and everything went to color, then it kind of moved pretty quickly at that point. It's like, we're moving at a pretty quick pace here. And I think, I think that was on purpose. I think that was to show that, hey, we're angels. We're, we're here forever. I'm not in any hurry. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of it seemed repetitive you know it was they're still they're you know almost very poetically talking about the sun and people living and people dying and and going right. about their business and and uh, you know the the old man commenting on the war and and you know having some of those flashbacks to images from the war and, right. and it just it seemed very slow and very repetitive and i was okay with that like yeah. it, it didn't bother me too much about it i mean if, if i was in a big hurry i guess i would have been bothered more but um, you know, I, I think that was supposed to show us that the angels are, they're going to be around for a while, so they're not in any rush, Right? they're not in any hurry, they're just observers, they just, right. and, 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 everything to them is interesting. You know, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say everything to them is beautiful, because I don't think they can feel that until they decide to become human. Um, but at least to them everything is noteworthy mm-hmm. because they seem to take notes about things that are you know either big events or totally trivial right you know like you know a uh, war happened and Susie Johnson trimmed her toenails you know, right. stuff like that. Exactly. It's like you're like wow, those are both really interesting. yeah for them it's like a different perspective but yeah so it, it, it's kind of a so anybody thinking of going to see this movie or, or renting this movie, you know it, it gets critically it gets very high praise yeah um, but it definitely is. It's definitely a, a very artistic movie, and it's very yeah. visual, but it's also very slow, and I think slow on purpose. So if you don't like that, maybe yeah, and I would maybe I, realize that going into it. The, the <laughs> s- speed was slow; didn't mind it.
0: I'm going to echo all your thoughts. I don't think I've used this phrase on the podcast mm-hmm. before. This one, I'd say, if I'm in the mood for it, I think I'd really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Which, for me, I'm always like, why would you use that phrase? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, am I in the mood for Star Wars or Star Trek? Am I in the mood for action or fantasy? Yeah, you got to be in the mood for anything. No, but this is a movie like, yeah, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this movie or not. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, you know what, I really, I just want to think. I Mm -hmm. just want to see something artistic and I might be in the mood for it. So, yeah, yeah, if you're in the mood to just kind of observe human behavior Mm -hmm. then this is the movie for it
1: yeah yeah um the uh so so i what i'm going to say next will spoil city of angels so if you haven't seen that and you want to stop here and and go see it you can um the where that kind of departs a little bit is um oh i'm gonna forget his name the uh the cop on nway pd blue you ever watch that yeah uh sipowitz yeah i'm trying to remember what his name what the actor's name was I knew I was gonna blank out on it as soon as I.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, he uh, he is actually the Peter Falk character in um, the City of Angels. Oh, okay. So he is like I don't they go to. I'm trying to remember Dennis Franz. Okay. His name. And uh, they go to. I feel like they go to his house at some point, and and he starts t- talking to the Nicolas Cage angel, and he's like, Hey, you know what? He's, I'm, I'm, I'm like having to breathe through a tube and I'm, you know, I'm on like a oxygen mask and other stuff. And he's like, and I got high cholesterol and I got all this other stuff. But, you know, and I'm probably going to die any time now. But I tell you what, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And so, like, that's kind of the conversation that starts to push Nicolas Cage over the edge towards I want to become a human. human. Yeah. Um, and the thing about the end of that movie. So I'm, I'm going to ruin it for you if you're. Are planning on seeing it with Tammy anytime soon. Or, you know who you're talking to, right? I, I know okay, who I'm talking yeah. to. So Not
0: to say I'm judging the movie. No, no, no. Yeah, before yeah. I've seen it. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that uh, he and Meg Ryan finally, you know, they get together once right. he becomes human. Right. And, and they get together in more than just that way. Right. Um, and then she is uh, like the the next morning like the, I think they're like out in a cabin in the woods somewhere, and uh, she is like real big about riding her bike everywhere. and so she's like so happy that she's fallen in love with this man that she loves, and I
0: think I've heard of this. and
1: she goes like riding down the road on this mountain, and like a giant logging truck comes around the corner, and you all of a sudden the next thing you see is like logs falling off the truck, and yeah, and you find out that she dies and so yeah. now he the his whole purpose for becoming a human she's now dead. And so he has to go through, he can't go back, he can't go back to being an angel, so he's now stuck in human life without the reason that he became an angel for in the first place. So that's where, after watching this movie, maybe after being a little bit older, you know, Mm -hmm. because I saw that in high school, and and enjoyed that movie. There were people online, when I started to look stuff up about City of Angels, they're like, oh my God, it's the worst movie ever. It sucks. It's not even a good love story. It's, and Nicolas Cage is horrible, and Meg Ryan's horrible, and I'm like, okay, Hold on. <laughs> These people I, are where? They're on the internet. They don't actually exist in the real world. They're just part of the Matrix oh, that are there to annoy us. Um, but uh, I, I enjoy the movie. I'll go watch yeah. the movie every now and then. But, um, but I think being a little bit older and then watching this movie, I look at it and I go, you know what? I actually kind of like the ending of Wings of Desire a little bit better. Because for Nicolas Cage, then it's just sad. Because the whole reason you did this was because you fell in love with a woman and now she's gone. And now you're stuck there. And you don't really even have a whole lot of memories that you can hold on to. And so I think, I don't remember the the very end of the movie, but he just kind of, he's just kind of sad. Mm-hmm. And the end of this one is more of a, he was in love with that trapeze, art, or he had kind of fallen in love with that trapeze artist, and then he goes to confront her and, and and meets her in the bar there after the, the Nick Cave concert mm-hmm. and um, you know he's, he's trying to talk to her about how he loves her and she's talking about how she's in love but you come to find out she's in love with another guy mm-hmm. so and he had not read that in her thoughts at mm-hmm. any point so it's kind of like oh okay but then he goes off to live the rest of his human life and I think because he was more in love with humanity mm-hmm. and feeling and beauty and things like that that it was more of a okay now you didn't just tie your existence to one person therefore your life is going to be okay because there's all kinds of beautiful things you can go take a look at
0: the movie is more nuanced it's deeper it's a little bit more it's got a it's got a worldview to it right whereas nothing against the movie that i have not seen city of angels with that but that maybe is more like Okay, we're gonna adapt the screenplay, but what are we gonna do? We gotta do a love story, mm-hmm. and it's gotta be about loss, right? Because we gotta have a twist ending. It's gotta be mm-hmm. dramatic. Gotta yeah. make people cry.
1: Right. We gotta kill Meg Ryan.
0: And so, you kind of dumb it down a little bit, yeah. Because they're trying to fit a mold. Yeah. I'm not trying to judge a movie. I no, can't do know. any different. I'm not a writer. Sorry, everybody mowing the mm. lawn. But that just was based on what you've said yeah. and what I saw with the other one. It's just like they aren't going to do this big, deep philosophical one. They need to go for that immediate punch of right. fall in love. You make the sacrifice, Up oh, the lost it, not they it wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I don't know that I have too much else to say about Wings of Desire. I mean, it's... It, it was an enjoyable movie. Yeah, I um, liked it. Yeah, it was a good movie. And you didn't even know what they were saying, so... I didn't know what they <laughs> were saying, but, but I mean, I think... It'd, it'd be kind of like, which goes to show, you could make a movie entirely made up of Wookiees, and it could still be enjoyable.
0: Well, I speak Wookiee, so... I mean, well, I know yeah, you I mean, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but <laughs> other people.
1: Other people. But we don't... Chewbacca has no subtitles, so... Chewbacca doesn't need subtitles. And R2 doesn't have meaning, which I think uh, makes them I funnier. Know. I know. Hey, yeah. Ocean's Eleven, right? They're mm-hmm. the Man, Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, you know, like mm-hmm. they never put subtitles in for it, right?
1: Yeah. So. yeah. Um, the uh, the movie Snatch. Yes. If there were subtitles in that, it would not be as funny. It would not be yeah. as funny.
0: Dennis, actually, when I was talking to Dennis, I was today and he in, and I said, "Yeah, we're going to go record a podcast." And he goes, "Oh, really? Which one?"
1: I didn't. I, I didn't offer food, so. I well,
0: <laughs> and I didn't say, "Well, check back your texts or any of that kind of stuff." Yeah. But I said, "Oh, Wings of Desire." And, wait, anyway... So, no, Wings of Desire. And he goes, "Oh, oh yeah, good movie." Or he, he mm-hmm. like he. You know, he, mm-hmm. he responded in the affirmative. Yeah. Like yeah. he and honestly, this I think this would be a
1: movie that Dennis would
0: love. Oh, like yeah, I could yeah. really see just the way he thinks of things and considers mm-hmm. things and
1: even just observes Well the cinematography of it and the, yeah. like all that stuff.
0: But even but even Dennis is, you know, he you know, he's got a definitely Dennis has a philosophical outlook on mm-hmm. humanity and all right. that kind of stuff. So I, I, I think he would really like this movie. Yeah. Um and and give cause for for thought and discussion, and that's what the movie really does. It just mm-hmm. initiates that thought and discussion, and yeah. even without the subtitles, you kind of can figure out what's going on. Right. And uh, yeah, the subtitles just kind of fill in those. Yeah. Fill
1: in the yeah. gaps. Last funny thing, actually, a funny story related to this that's that I, I will story. tell because I was uh, I was listening to the part of the commentary for it, and um, apparently, one of the the scene where he becomes human, where they're standing next to the wall, and apparently, they weren't allowed to film next to the actual wall, so mm-hmm. they had to build. Segments right, of the wall. Right. But apparently, in the no man's land area, kind of like from where they were building the wall and, and the, the fake wall, um, apparently it was kind of this open area of just like brush and grass and other stuff. Apparently, there's tons of rabbits mm-hmm. that live in that kind of area rabbits. near the wall. Wabbits, lots of wabbits. Waskly wabbits. Uh, Waskily wabbits in a movie by uh, Wim, Wim, Wim Winder. If I didn't do it, it as Wim Winder, the the director's name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Waskey Rabbits. And apparently while they were filming, they couldn't get rid of the rabbits because there were just too many around. Yeah. And so they said they had this very dramatic scene of him saying, I want to become a human. And then you see him kind of like faint and then the other angel's holding him there. Yeah. They said, if you take a look in the background, there are rabbits humping all over the place. <laughs> And they said it was very difficult to film some of the scenes because he would be trying to do his like dramatic monologue yeah. about how I want to become a human and yeah. everything else. And all the camera crew and the director and everybody else are like looking over at these rabbits that are yeah. going at it. Yeah. And he's like, Guys, I just <laughs> I'm trying to do my part here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they said like that was yeah. one of the most distracting That's scenes that they were trying to it's like, I've tried to do something serious here. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of rabbits oh going gosh. at it all around us. Well, <laughs> luckily they didn't have Christian Bale. Um, well, you know, um, we're done professionally. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, and so are they. <laughs> that's funny. How about, yeah. and, and I know we're trying to do the wrap-up, but I'm just thinking back those scenes, yeah, where he collapse, where he makes that call and he collapses, and at the beginning when he's standing on the roof and then people are, the kid is looking up and uh-huh. it's like a gargoyle. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, the ki- but the kid can see him.
1: Yeah. So it's like, well. You get you can- get the idea that, like, kids and animals. Yeah. And especially what I liked about that was it was, and it seemed like, a lot of the kids who could really clearly yeah. see the angels were kids who were either maybe special needs kids or injured in some way, or or you think of, you know, I, I don't, don't like to use the word weakest, but like right. maybe like the weakest members right. of society are the ones who can so clearly see these angels. Yeah. And like it's almost like, you know, that they it's have cool. a, a higher connection to the. So yeah. cycle,
0: cycling back to the yeah. Casablanca discussion of you know, not hitting over the head with special effects because mm-hmm. if you want something to be a special effect, right. you got to do it. Right. Like in this movie, it was the same thing. Oh, well, that's a really cool effect. Who can see what? And they didn't have any kind of like crazy CGI stuff. And all. It was just the way they did the cameras, the way they did the kids, the way that, you know, I just thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. Well, and that cinematography at the beginning of the movie where you have them like flying around yeah. and you see the stuff from the bird's eye view. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, Cool stuff. Um, last thing I will mention, not even related to the movie, but related to the Berlin Wall and, and Berlin at this time, uh, because it made me think of it, so I went back and I watched it, and I think the entire thing is on YouTube. Um, in 1987, uh, David Bowie like spent a whole bunch of years, I think he had three albums that he wrote while he was living in Berlin. He stayed there for a while and did a lot of his writing and um, found out, learned a lot of this from reading david bowie stuff and going to the david bowie museum exhibit that was at the modern art museum in chicago a couple years ago cool um very very cool stuff and he apparently had a concert in 87 and, and i remembered hearing about this and i found it on youtube so and i'll put a link in our in our show notes if anybody wants to see it they did a concert near the Berlin Wall um, in 87 and obviously he was on the western side of it um, but apparently people on the East Berlin side heard that he was going to be doing a concert and so they all like crowded as close to the wall as they could so that they could hear his concert and and he made a comment and said, you know what, I actually had it um, I had it pulled up a minute ago um, yeah he made a comment and he said um I'll, I'll never forget that. Uh, it was one of the most emotional performances I've ever done. Um, I was in tears. They would backed up the stage to the wall itself, so the wall was acting as our backdrop. We kind of heard that a few of the East Berliners might actually get the chance to hear the thing, but we didn't realize in what numbers they would. And there were thousands on the other side that had come close to the wall, so it was like a double concert where the wall was the division. And we'd hear them cheering and singing along from the other side. God, even now I get choked up. It was breaking my heart. I'd never done anything like that in my life, and I guess I never will again. When we did the song Heroes, it felt really uh, anthemic, almost like a prayer. Uh, however well we do it these days, it's almost like walking through it compared to that night because it meant so much more. Yeah. So that was very cool. Um, and yeah. I remember hearing about that, and I remember watching that video a while it's back. Cool. But uh, this movie and thinking about the Berlin Wall and all that other stuff made me think about you know David Bowie and his... Uh, in, in his concert that he did there. I remember hearing about that, that you just have these people that are oppressed and, and they just they want yeah. so much to be a part of a unified city and yeah. and all that. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it. I, think, it. I think we got it. That's going to do it for our episode on Wings of Desire. Uh, we might try to circle back and do The Unbearable Lightness of Being at some sure. point. If we don't, I think we're probably going to be okay, but John's going to be t- re- totally disappointed that the, the rest of us didn't get to watch the movie yeah. with the uh, lady with no shirt on. So... Uh, We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, go to 30podcast.com. That's the way that you can get in touch with us. we got a voicemail line, email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, probably some social media stuff that hasn't even been invented yet. We're on it somewhere. I don't know. 30 Podcast. We're on there. Make it happen. Um, Make it happen. So if you like this movie or totally hate this movie, whichever way, uh, feel free to give us a call on our voicemail line. Let us know or email, uh, tweet at us, all that other stuff. But, um... I don't know exactly what our next episode will be. Um, I know that we're hoping to get a Black Panther thing done here, so hopefully that one uh, we will have coming up very, very soon. Um, Otherwise, I think coming up over the course of the next, maybe next few weeks or so, well, because we're kind of at the end of February. Um, So next up will be our March month, and the four movies that we have set aside for March, we're going to do some other episodes in between those, but the four movies we've got are Big, Twins, Willow, and Child's Play. Oh. So, it's our, it's our big and small month. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, if you, if you want to talk Willow, you gotta you got to watch Child's Play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Well, we'll see what happens. It'll be okay.
1: It'll be, you made it through Nightmare on Elm Street. So, mostly. 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 They, they, they come out at night, mostly. So.
0: I got nothing.
1: Got <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. This is oh. fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, in the meantime, be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. Watch some good movies. All right. See you all next time.